Yeah, that was uh, that was called lightning strike. Yeah, those of you who's not paying attention to what's going on out here, uh, there's been two tornadoes, two tornadoes, two of them naders happened uh, not long ago. So we finally got in here and got situated where we could uh, talk to you guys and uh, yeah, the dang uh, lightning struck knocked us out for a bit. Well, I'll be damned. Well, that's uh, that's what that's what happens. That, that stuff kind of stuff kind of happens, though. It, it it happens from time to time. Yeah. I know. But all right, let's talk about stuff. That that song. I'm gonna throw that song on the end of this. Uh, on the end, we'll 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 play that song to play us out, so you guys can hear it in length. If you liked it, if you don't, then you know when that song starts playing again, you can just kick us off your uh, radio. All right, let's talk about stuff. Let's move on. What? Or what? What? What a burger. What a burger is blowing people's minds. All right, blowing people's minds. I've seen on the internet for the last day or two about people saying that Whataburger sold themselves and they're disappearing and turn into pizza. I don't think that's what's going to happen. I don't think it's happening. But let me tell you the story. Right here, so you can get some facts because facts is very important in today's times. Today's times, people believe whatever they see on the internet. They don't fact check anything. I don't know how many times I tell you guys fact check stuff before you share it, before you post it. Do your research, man. And while I'm telling you research, stop saying government. All right, stop saying that. I got an argument, or I didn't get an argument. This guy's trying to argue with me about the word government. Because he was trying to tell me about this government funded this and, and government funded that. And I explained to the guy, government funded nothing. It's called taxpayer funded. And what's weird is when you say taxpayer funded, it's coming out of your pocket. People look at you funny and go, what? What do you mean? Yeah, that's what I mean. The government doesn't have money. Government's in debt. Anything the government does, any programs, any whatever, it's taxpayer funded. So... Start saying taxpayer funded, not government funded. And uh, maybe more people pay attention. I don't know. Let's talk about Whataburger. Man, Whataburger, I like it. I, I like what I'm not. I'm not a diehard Whataburger where I've got to have it. I mean, they got a few a few uh, burgers I like, but I'm not. I'm, it's not my go to. You know what I mean? It's not a place I got to go. Matter of fact. I'm going to make you guys mad when I tell you this, but there is Burger Place. There's one in Dallas, and they just opened one out in, in Dallas, Texas, and there's one out in Rockwall, Texas, and it's called the Rodeo Goat. If you've ever, never been to the Rodeo Goat, you need to go because they've got some really nice burgers. All right, let's talk about this. Texas burger chain Whataburger on Friday sold majority steak. Hear what I said? Majority stake. They didn't sell all of the company, people. Just a majority of it, not all of it. To the Chicago-based investment firm BDT. What does BDT stand for? Big. D oh no. Okay. To BDT Capital Partners. And uh, this family-owned Whataburger. Is assuring, trying to assure these cust, uh, you know, his regular customers and everybody else that complains that uh, Whataburger will always be Texan. 
it's always going to be Texan. And even though it, it, the Chicago company's got it, they're going to re- represent it as Texas and make Texas Texans proud. All right. The company says headquarters will remain in San Antonio. BDT. And the Whataburger team will begin exploring expansion plans. So they're going to expand Whataburger, but it's still going to be based in Texas for now. Depending on what the majority says, the majority stake. It didn't tell us what the majority is at uh, like 60 40, 90 10, 80 20. It didn't say specifically. So they're excited about the partnership with BDT because they respect and admire the brand that we've built. Whataburger President CEO Preston Atkinson said they want to preserve it while they help us continue growing a sustainable, competitive business over a long period of time. They don't plan to change our recipe for success. And that's the thing. You know, when you see something that's successful and you want to be you want to invest in something that is successful, when you invest in it, you don't change it because it's successful the way it is. You're just jumping in there to make some extra cash. So you're not jumping in there to change it. You're just wanting to jump on the coattails and make a little money too. So that's that's all it is. It's just a money it's a money deal. They're not gonna change the water burger and and uh, make different burgers and make uh, water pizzas and all that stuff that everybody's talking about. No. What happened was just like just like this <laughs> these folks up in Chicago, just like people in California and everywhere else. They want to want to be Texan, want to come to Texas, and want to be what Texas is, or enjoy the fruits of the Texas. They just want to get in on the action. Who doesn't want to get in on the Texas action? Come on. Many Whataburger fans express their disappointment online, and Whataburger insists it wouldn't be changing. And they tweet out pictures of the burgers after selling the company. Says, uh, you know, an inside look at the strategy. The strategy is the same. The burger's going to be the same. You're going to get the same burger you've been getting. That patty melt or the... I when you go to Whataburger, the patty melt's not my favorite. I don't care for that. I just like to get a regular Whataburger with jalapenos. I like to put jalapenos on mine. I like those. I like to get some jalapenos. Or jalapenos, if you want to say it that way. All right, let's talk about PBR. Professional bull riders. If you haven't been paying attention to much of what's going on, because it, it, I don't know, depends on what part of the season you're in. If you're really paying attention now, or you're waiting, or if you're a diehard PBR fan, you're watching all the time. But we will tell you this: uh, as we did last year, uh, more than likely we'll be I'll be giving away tickets again this year or next year for the uh, the Global Cup that's going to happen here in North Texas. They brought the Global Cup here last year or this year. Great success. They're going to keep keep on keeping on. So it's coming back. So more than likely, I'll be doing some giveaways for tickets on that deal. If you don't want to wait and win tickets from me, you can go buy tickets right now. Tickets are on sale to the Global Cup. And also, J.B. Mooney got his eye socket busted in the shoot. And he's probably going to be out in a, I don't know, a week or two or something like that, a couple of weeks. But, um, man, he's had, a, he's had a rough go in the shoots. Because we've got a video when um, our roving reporter, the Ninja Bonnie, was at one of the events, I think in Little Rock, Arkansas or somewhere. She was on the back of the shoot shooting some video footage um, for the show. And uh, one of the bulls that JB was on, i got to find that video. i got to find this video and and, uh, and repost it. But 
she was right there and that bull jumped up in the chute and dang near smacked her and then almost flipped over backward with jb and uh you know like like everybody said in the chute get in get in get out i don't know how many of you listeners out there ever uh, rode rough stock didn't know what i'm talking about you know i, I spent quite a few years riding rough stock bucking horses riding bulls and and i can tell you in that chute you want to get in you want to get out because you're in a steel pipe cage so to speak everything around you is steel and back in my day there was no foam pads they didn't have foam pads on everything like they do nowadays like look at the pbr they had a big foam pad in the front foam pad in the back and all that there was no foam pads it was steel it was steel pipe you know it was either you know two inch three inch steel pipe if you bounced off of it you knew it or you knew it when you woke up so you want to get in get out you want to get in get your wrap nod your head slide up and go because it the the long the long you know it, it goes on to the old adage think long think wrong so you want to get in and you want to you want to get in and get out you don't want to stay in there very long at all son maybe i'm not getting through to you no i'm getting through to you we're getting through to everybody You know, I, I I was talking to a guy today that was gonna come in and, and sit with me and help me talk, and uh, something else came up. Probably had to do with all these storms and tornadoes we had going on. But you know, it's uh, it'd be it'd be all right. It'll be all right. Let's talk about. Oh, I, did I tell y'all? I told y'all I wouldn't be enough. All right. If you haven't paid attention to the news, this is what I'm wondering. I'm wondering if this is just a governmental tactic why they're doing this because of all the uh, political stuff about uh, outlaws and, and drugs coming in out of the country from the southern borders so I don't know really but anyway there was a cargo ship that allegedly had some cocaine on there a little bit of cocaine some cocaine right it had 16 and a half tons of cocaine on this ship that they found so far. They've only found, that's what they found so far on this ship was 16 and a half tons. You're trying to drug me? No. You're like, 16 tons? What did they even mean? I don't know how to count. That's 33,000 pounds. 33 thousand pounds so just think your average horse weighs a thousand to thousand twelve hundred pounds so think about 30 35 horses that much cocaine that's a lot of cocaine right there in philly philadelphia right there so just so you want and that they're estimated in the estimating the street value of that at one billion dollars that's a lot that's a lot of money people are i I don't know i don't i don't get it it's not my uh that's texan for sayonara no no it's not no it's not that's not what it is well you're the expert no i'm not but that's not how you cocaine is not texan for sayonara sorry 
you're on the you're on the wrong track there, dude. But anyway, let's jump into cattle news, cow stuff. If you haven't been to pepperstewart.com or you're on pepperstewart.com right now, click on livestock market reports, livestock market reports, and see where the cattle prices are. Uh, a lot of our sale reports are in Texas. We've got Texas. We've got uh, Louisiana. We've got Arkansas. We've got Oklahoma. I think we've got Illinois. And uh, we've added California. People are like, what? California? Yeah, California. Because I'm going to let you in a little secret. A lot of folks that listen to this are in California. For some reason, I've got a huge fan base in California that are enjoying this. So you folks out in California, I appreciate it. I really do. I appreciate you guys tuning in and uh, and listen. I don't know the reasoning. I do know I we had an, we had an intern for a while that's from California, and she did tell us that there is a lot more Western activities and and horse equestrian activities going on farming and and such in California. It's just not as recognized as everything else in, in California, but it does happen there. So we are glad to add the cell barn, one of the, one of the, I'm sure they got more than one cell barns in California to our livestock reports that can be found at pepperstore.com. Prices, man, prices are, are, they're in and out. They're in and out. I, I don't, I don't know what's going on. We got to get some trade deals going. We got something going on because we got to get this market up. Because the hay is about to kill us. You're like, why why is hay going to kill Because it's been raining so much here in Texas that right now they've only gotten, they've only got one cutting in. That's it. One. It's fixing to be July. We've only got one cutting done because it's been raining so much nobody could cut. Finally got in, got pastures cut, got them bailed, and now it's been raining again. It's raining right now. I'm sure you can hear it. And then you're wondering why we killed that song. We didn't kill the song. The rain, the storms killed the song. Do you know about fences? What do you know about that? What do you know about the fence on your property? Do you know anything about your fence? Do you know about how that works? Who fixes the fence on your property? Do you fix it? Does your neighbor fix it? Do you even know who owns the fence? Do you own the fence? Or does your neighbor on the fence? I don't know where you are in the world, since we are a worldwide broadcast, but here in Texas, going to throw down some laws and information. We're going to talk fence. Good fences make good neighbors. That's been said for many years. It still applies to today's times. But, one of the common issues that arises between neighboring landowners is whether there is an obligation or responsibility to share the cost associated with building and maintaining boundary line fences. In Texas, the landowners have no legal obligation to share the cost of maintaining a fence built by a neighboring landowner along the property boundary line unless the landowner made an agreement with their neighbor to do so. And I I did this is stuff I didn't know. I didn't know this because I wondered about this because we've got 
the property, you know, we've got our property here, the house property with our pastures here. We've got lease land pastures. They all button up, you know, they with other other cattlemen. And I always wondered about that because for me, my thinking may be different than your thinking. And my thinking was this. My cows are in here. So when I go around this fence, I'm going to fix holes so my cows don't leave. Now, some folks that's got cows on the other side may not be as apt to it and just think, hey, well, a cow leaves, they'll, they'll call and tell me and then we'll figure it out from there. So my deal has always been fix the fence. And for the last, oh man, how long have we been back up? Back up here in North Texas, I've been the one fixing the fence between our uh, home properties where our home's at our lease properties that we've got leased I've been fixing fence for 10, 15 years it's probably 15 years I've been the one fixing fence the people that lease, that have cows on outside properties of mine have fixed the fence to my knowledge, one time, one time, and that's because I got so aggravated one time when I was out there working on the fence, I texted him. I was like, hey, I've done all I can do by myself. It's going to take a couple of guys to get this this hole done. I'm going to need some help. And lo and behold, the next day, he sent two or three guys over, and they went over and knocked it out and, and fixed that hole for me. So, that's I mean for me that's great that, that I, I like that and and for me I, my old thing is if you want it done right do it yourself and that's that's the way I do it I go through there and I work on fence we just got there working on fence on this other pasture because we, we rotated cows over we got down to the matter of fact same guy I'm talking about we got down to the creek because I got a creek over there that we share a creek I got a creek runs through the property and for the last 10, 15 years, there's been a big tree laying in the middle of that, in that creek. So nothing's been getting in and out. Went down there a couple of weeks ago to check all the fence so I could rotate cows over. And there was nothing there. That creek was open. There was water in it, but it was open. So we went down there and put some panels up and some wire, strung some wire across and some ropes and just kind of put kind of a warning for the cows. If they want to cross it, they can, but we kind of put a warning up to make them think twice. I don't know. I don't know if it'll work for them, but that's that's kind of what we did. We just kind of wanted to warn them. Sure. And uh, so far, it's working. The cows still there. I just got there feeding cows while I go when the rain stopped. I got some hail here, and the hail that I posted pictures of and the the news station posted was three inches. But it was three inches across and two inches tall. Big piece of hail. Bigger than a golf ball. Not quite as big as a baseball, I guess. Pretty big. All right, let's get back on this uh, fence stuff. Because I didn't know about I didn't know about the fences. I just always thought that if you shared a fence, that you both were responsible. That both of you shared the fence, then both of you fixed the fence. That's, that was my thinking on it. And my deal, you know, I just if I, if it needs to be fixed, I just fixed it. But here's the deal. In Texas, we're talking about Texas right here. When a boundary fence between two neighbors 
is destroyed by natural causes and rebuilt by one landowner. Kind of what I've been doing for a long time. The neighboring landowner is not obligated to share in the cost of reconstruction of the fence. Which that's fine because I haven't asked them to pay me for fixing the fence. I just fixed it because I don't want my cows. I don't want my cows getting in their cows because I'm going to be the one out there roping my dang cows and dragging them back. So I'm just trying to cut out a headache on my side is, is all. I don't want to. I've been over there many a times roping cows and dragging cows back across to my side that the less I have to do that, the better. So, yes, I'd rather fix the fence and be done with it. If a neighboring landowner does not share in the cost of erecting, did you say erecting, a fence that sits along the property boundary line, then the fence will be considered the exclusive property of the landowner who built it. So if you and your neighbor got property, you got a piece of property, and the folks next door don't have a fence, you build that fence, you own it. You built it, it's yours. Neighboring landowners can agree to each maintain certain portions of the fence that divides their property, and these agreements are legally binding and can be enforced by the courts. If you make an agreement, I would uh, I would suggest making your agreement on paper, which is some of my lease my lease lands that way. My lease land is done on paper, and that's part of. Part of my lease states in the lease uh, the fence is all fence repair. Oh, keep costs down, fix fence yourself. Dang. My cranial cortex just spiked. But yours did too. Now while the laws about fences may vary from Texas and other states, it's important for landowners in every state to know what their legal right and obligations are related to fences around their property. That right there is a true story.com. If you don't know about your fences, you need to because there's also another thing that that chaps my hide. There's some folks down the road on the highway. We're on a there's a highway down there and they put up hot wire. They turn cows out on these pastures. No fences over there. They just put a hot wire. And they turn cows out on this hot wire. You can't do that. You can't. You can't do that. You got. If if your fence is on the roadside, you gotta have at least a, uh, at least a five strand barbed wire fence. Do some research, and then and then the cow gets out, gets hit by a car, and dang near killed some kids that hit this cow in the middle of the night. And then they're like, "Oh wow, dang, they hit my cow." Yeah, they hit your cow because you don't have a fence up. You put a hot wire fence. We're not talking about a dog yard. We're talking about a cow pasture. Cows will run through anything if they're not paying attention. And if the your hot wire thing is down, they're just going to walk right through it. So get with the program, guys. Come on. All right, let's talk about this. Movies, TV. We talked about Yellowstone earlier. Yellowstone's on. Um, I don't remember if I mentioned this. If I mentioned this to you guys before. But when Yellowstone first came out, I tried to watch it. I watched the first 10 minutes. That's all I could handle. When the kid went and caught this wild stallion and brought him back home in a in a trailer and went to unload this wild stallion and the wild stallion had a halter on and he backed him out of the trailer, I was done. I'm like, sorry, this is dumb. That don't happen. And I turned it off. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch Yellowstone at all. 
I I just that that turned me off to it. Sorry, it did it did. So I didn't watch Yellowstone. Then there was some online debating going on with inaccuracies and accuracies and all that with it. But then I I started reading a lot of reviews about the storyline. The storyline was good. There was a few issues in between, but the storyline was good. So I thought, you know what? We'll give it another go. So we ordered the DVD of Yellowstone season one. We watched the whole season. It was pretty good. Now there was some there was some stuff in there that it's just like it. Whatever your I'll put it this way: whatever your occupation is, when you watch a movie portraying your occupation or your lifestyle, you're gonna pick out the inaccuracies and the stuff that just don't happen. That's that's just fact. That's true story. What if you were, if you're a cop watching cop shows, if you're a nurse watching doctor shows? Cause my wife is a nurse and she can't watch any kind of doctor shows, whatever like that, because she just pokes holes in everything that's going on. And, and it's like that. And watching that show, I did the same thing. I'm like, no, that don't happen, guys. Sorry, you not you're not go out there and rope a wild stallion by yourself. Drag him into this enclosed cha- trailer with a rope halter on him. Then you're going to take him to your place, un- walk in, untie him with a rope halter, and back him out of the trailer. No, you're not doing that. Sorry. Don't work that way. So I watched the whole season. There's a few things that, that caught me in the season, some more stuff that just wasn't, wasn't right. I figured Kevin Costner would know better as many Westerns have he done, but it may have been something that he just overlooked or didn't 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 see before it happened. Because you, ne- you never know how how that stuff happens in these movies today you know and so i watched all season one it was a good show the storyline was pretty good the actress the actress and actors never good and uh, you know the 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 daughter she's english if you didn't know that she's from england and if she's talking not in american character she's got a great uh british accent so check that out if you get the opportunity good show good storyline it's kind of like I don't know if you watch Dallas, the old the old Dallas with J.R. Ewing. It's kind of like that, you know, kind of like big big power family in a place doing stuff. It's kind of like Dallas was. And speaking of Dallas, I had the opportunity in the remake of Dallas to be on that show one time in the last season, but that's not why it ended. But I was there. It's a good show. There's a few things, you know, like they went and pulled a calf. And they pulled the calf, they pulled it out, the calf jumped up, took off running. That don't happen in real life, sorry. But other than that, Yellowstone's a great show. Check it out. Season 2 kicked off today. I'm going to watch it tomorrow. I didn't want to spoil it for you guys. I didn't want to know anything that was going to tip me off. But uh, be sure to check that out. Bloodline. I've been watching that. I've been watching Bloodline on Netflix. I don't know if you're a Netflix person, but Bloodline's pretty good. I'm I'm down in season two, about halfway through season two. It's pretty good, pretty good show. I, I wasn't sure if if, uh, but I, I enjoyed that show. How to Get Away with Murder. If you ever watched How to Get Away Get Away with Murder, when it was on, it's kind of kind of like that. So I'm I'm into that kind of stuff. It's pretty good. Dead to Me. I watched that on Netflix. The whole series of Dead to Me. That was a pretty good. That was a pretty good show. That was some good stuff. And then something that's coming back. That's coming back to TV. August, I think August 7th, maybe, sometime in August, 90210, does that make you old or what? 
90210. Back when I was in school, high school, I was in high school, I think. Maybe junior high, junior high, high school, somewhere in there. I know for sure in high school because it was talked about all the time. 90210. And I watched it, but not on purpose. That makes sense. I watched it. Not when it first came out, but everybody was, I was at school, I was like, what are you guys talking, who, who are these people, and what is this show? Because back then, I was watching Saved by the Bell. Saved by the Bell, Zach Morris and me had the same hair, we had the same haircut, uh, me and old Zach Morris, so Saved by the Bell was my show back in the old days. And then this 90210 came on, I was like, what, what is that, is that like Saved by the Bell, what is that? So, I got into it late, and watched it just because the other kids were watching it, uh, well, I don't know, was it peer pressure? Was it, I don't know what it was, or was it the novelty of Beverly Hills, California? I don't know. But anyway, I watched some of it as it got towards the ending part, you know, the end parts. And I really got to watch it after Luke Perry really put it on him when uh, he put, portrayed Lane Frost in eight seconds. And, and what really got me uh, a big fan of Luke Perry, you know, he passed away recently, but what got me a big fan of Luke Perry was this. When he did the movie Eight Seconds, he wanted to really get into it. So he went and spent a lot of time with Gary Lafue and learned how to ride bulls and went to bull riding schools. He watched Lane Frost videos all the time and he really learned about, about Lane and he went to the bull riding schools. He trained with Gary. And if you don't know, now you know, during the filming, the the uh, the the producers, I guess I guess you want to say producers of the show, wouldn't allow him to ride a real bull. Even though he did all his training with Gary and a few, and all the barrel training and everything else, they wouldn't allow him to ride a real bull. So once filming wrapped up, Lane snuck off with Gary and, or not Lane, <laughs> Luke snuck out with Gary Lafue, and they went to a bull ride. Luke Perry went and entered a bull ride, and he rode his bull. He, he signed up, rode, I think he scored a 80-something point ride, and went and rode his bull. You know, he said, I, I'm gonna, and he did. And from, and I think from then on is where Luke Perry found his love for the Western lifestyle, and the horses, and and cows and farming and having his little farm up there and, and he'd done a lot of western movies. As a matter of fact I watched one the other day on Netflix. So anyway. Not all two one is gonna be back in August. Are you gonna watch it? I don't know. Will I watch it? Probably not. Or I'm, I I don't know. I'm T V me and T V we don't just don't get along too much anymore because I just got too much stuff going on. Let's talk about stories. Let's talk about whose boots whose boots or whose bed. How does it go? Do you remember? Do you even remember the song? Do you even know what I'm talking about? Do you? Do you know? She's my wife. <laughs> what? Shania Twain is your wife? Come on, dude. Shania Twain's back. Everybody wants to know what happened. Where'd she go? She is launching a new Las Vegas residence show. She's going to have a new residency in Las Vegas. She'll return to Las Vegas. Uh, the 53-year-old... 50, she's 53 years old, Shania Twain is. She announced that she's going to kick it off 
she's going to have a party in Las Vegas and to have her new residency for two years. What's she going to do? It's going to be a party like never before. Do you hear rain in the background? That's what's going on. This is about let your hair down, shake it out, party together, celebrate. All the fans that have been her fans for years. Um, I see Shania Twain. She had a, res- a residency back in 2012 and 2014 when she was up in Vegas, but she was with her vocal cord diagnosis back in 2011. She had a vocal cord disorder, so what she's got back in 2011. And so her her uh, stint back in bef- prob- no, previously in Vegas was 2012, 2014. And then later she had Lyme disease. She's doing a lot better. She's doing good. Her vocal, vocal cords are about about where they need to be. And uh, she said, you know, my vocal cords are good. I can, I can still sing. I've got work to do. And while I've still got the pipes to throw it out there to you guys, I'm going to do it. So she's been doing some training up there, getting ready for it. She's been she's been singing. I know it's gonna sound funny to those of you that are not into performing, but she's been doing her singing on trampoline. She's been jumping on trampoline, singing on trampoline. And you're like, why is she singing on because she's such an animated singer that when she's on the stage, you know, dancing and jumping and running and, and, and doing what she does on stage with her dancing, you gotta learn to sing through the breaths and that's why she's doing that so she's jumping on trampoline and singing and training vocal training because when, when you're performing that's what happens right all right let's, i'm going to tell you how stupid you are right now are you dumb do you know what a cow is do you because this restaurant thinks that you don't know what a cow is so they gotta dumb it down for you so you'll understand all right, here we go. Let's go to Alabama. You go to Alabama? Montgomery, Alabama, to be exact. Strong winds led to an unusual traffic hazard in Alabama when storms gust uprooted an inflatable cow from a Chick-fil-A restaurant. There's a video out there showing the cow collide with the vehicle flips over and continues onto a nearby roadway. So there was a Holstein cow tied outside a Chick-fil-A restaurant. The wind blew it out, and it just flew across the highway and bounced across cars to the other side. All right, Chick-fil-A thinks you're stupid. They think you are an idiot. And you're like, why are you saying that? What do you mean? Because Chick-fil-A uses a Holstein cow in their advertisement because they think people are too stupid if they were to use an Angus cow, a Santa Gertrudis, or a Longhorn, or a Beefmaster, that people wouldn't understand what that means. So they're telling you, don't eat beef, eat chicken. Which in hindsight, I guess you could say Holstein beef, because a lot of Holsteins become ground chuck. You know, Holstein jerseys, you know, your dairy cows are not really known for their cuts of beef, but they're known for their ground beef. So, are they thinking burgers and ground beef Holsteins? Is that their connection? Or, 
do they think you're too stupid to recognize the silhouette of a cow? So if they paint it black and white like a Holstein, you'll dang sure know what it is because the only cow emoji you have on your phone for a cow emoji is a Holstein cow. Why is that? Does Chick-fil-A, does the emoji making company think you're too stupid to recognize a real cow? So Holstein's all you get? A milk cow? No beef cattle? You know, and I've, I don't know. I think Chick-fil-A's mad at me anyway for saying all that, but you know, the last time I talked to him, I was like, "Really? Can, can we get a can we get a beef cow? Can we get an Angus cow up there or something? You gonna t- you gonna tell people don't eat beef, eat chicken? At least put something up there worth you, you know talking about other than a Holstein. You give me a milkshake. You make you know you make me think of milkshake. That's what I think when I see a Holstein cow up there. I'm thinking milkshake. I'm not thinking eat chicken. I'm thinking wow milkshake. Come on. Well, let's talk about Longhorns. A Texas Longhorn in Alabama, once again with an Alabama store. There's a Longhorn steer in Alabama. This horn span is, and I thought this was odd, wider than the Statue of Liberty's face. Now has a Guinness World Record for the longest horns. How long do you, or how long, how big do you think the Statue of Liberty's face is? I've never been in New York. So I've never seen this in person. I've just seen pictures. So her face, how big is her face? What would you guess if you were guessing? You go ahead and guess right now. All right, time's up. The horn spread measured a total of 10 feet, 7 inches. And that's wider than the Statue of Liberty's face. I don't get that. 10 feet, 7 inches. If you pay attention to my <laughs> to my farm page, to the 7SC Ranch page, whatever, when we go work cows, we work cows for a guy up in Dallas. He's got longhorns. We've got some photos of some longhorns. And he's he's had some pretty good ones out there. I know we he has this measure, the big, you know, the bigger uh, horns he's got out there. We've measured some. And a lot of them been measuring out, you know, 6, 7 feet long. But nothing near this. And I've got some good pictures on the internet too. We're working them cows and they got that special longhorn shoot and they got the big horn sticking out and they will knock the fire out of you if you're not paying attention. Now this longhorn spread beats the previous record just over an inch. Just an inch. So just the tip. But this longhorn here is just a big pet. But with any cow, you go one with you can have a big pet or you can have a wild son of a gun. No matter which one you go, either one you go, any breed you have, you got gentle, you got crazy. It don't matter. Same thing with men. Same thing with women. You got gentle women. You got crazy women. Gentlemen, crazy. It's, it's the same. Any species, anything, you got it. So don't let somebody sell you some off the wall something or another on docileness. All right, let's talk about this. There's a hotel finding website that is hiring a pool hop. A pool hop. You go from swimming pool to swimming pool. Your duties include traveling across the country researching the most epic hotel pools. Now this company, I'm not going to say the name of the company because there's been a few of these come out where they're offering to pay you $10,000 and what it is, is because 
is just basic marketing, okay? Marketing 101 or 106. It's a lot cheaper to pay the $10,000 for somebody to go do something than to pay for advertising because you can go you can go spend a lot of money on advertising in a low in one market and spend 10,000 bucks. But you put out some kind of BS story like this, everybody's going to talk about it. So you're you're getting probably about $500,000 worth of marketing for $10,000. So short story long is still a win. So I'm going to tell you about this. So this place said the chosen candidate will, will be paid $10,000 plus travel and lodging expenses to travel to six of the most epic hotel pools in the United States and document the experience for the website's visitors. The pool hops gram-worthy photos will be featured on their social channels for the hotel pool lovers to enjoy as they plan for their own poolside getaway. Interested candidates are invited to apply on the posting website by writing a 100 words on why they would be right for the job, as well as authorizing a 100-word sample review of their favorite hotel pool. So basically, you're going to write a review, or a hotel review, of 100, of a 100 words, at least 100 words, of every hotel pool you jump in. So if you can write 100 words and tell them why you should be the pool jumper, and then when you get the job, you go to these pools and write 100 words about how great these pools are, which I don't see how you're going to come up with 100 words. The pool was good. I don't know. The water was nice. All right, the hotels to be visited by the pool hop are the Four Seasons in Hawaii, Motoran Los Angeles, the SLS Las Vegas, the Garden of the Gods Club Resort in Colorado Springs, and the Williamsville in New York, and the National Hotel in Miami. So apparently, I just free promoted these hotels that this hotel hop is supposed to go to. No one, wants, no one wants to sit at a desk all summer, said the manager of this place. There's so many incredible hotel pools to explore across the country. We want to give travelers a first-hand look at the creme de la creme. And what better, and who better to live the hotel life than our very own pool hop? I may, have, I may have to apply for that. I could use ten thousand bucks, and I could hit, I could hit six hotels in about two weeks. That's a pretty good payday right there. Pretty good payday for you guys. So check it out. Did we get into cattle prices at Pepperture.com? Go check out cattle prices. I don't know if we got to those or not. Maybe we did. Maybe we didn't. Cattle prices are there. Pepperture.com. Look up livestock market reports and see the price. Oh, yeah, I did. I remember saying something about uh, California. Hey, if you've got something to say, I, say it. I did say it, man. Come on. Why are you why are you jacking with me, huh? Oh no, uh, uh, that's okay. Yeah, I know, man. All right, so I did tell you this: um, the storms did kill us on the tune. So those of you guys that enjoyed the Luke Wildman tune, Friday's whiskey and wine, everything going on with me, Pepper Stewart. What I'm doing, what's going on? Uh, social media sites are out there. You can find you can find me just about anywhere. I'm 
I'm everywhere on that dang internet. I can't, I cannot hide on the internet if that makes sense. You can see what's going on. I've got some horse events coming up. Like I said before, I'm going to go ride some horses. I got my, my old, old gray money horse and I've got a new horse I'm, I'm training on. I'm going to haul her anyway and go ride her. Just get some experience, see what she can do. That's my plan. It's going to happen this weekend. And then the following weekend, um, I'm going to go do it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. So anyway, peppershoot.com, those links on the website, go to the links site and uh, check out all the folks that make this broadcast possible to you guys. Check it out. Look around. And with that, we're going to kick it off, end it out, play it out. Luke Wildman, Friday's whiskey and wine this is a great it's a great tune if he ever makes a video music video for this song i've got to be in this spent many nights in the lonely bar spent many more in the rain bleed these words from a broken heart Breathe these words that I sang You can take what you want from me But you can't take my pride This here is what I was born to be It's what I'll be when I die Cause I'm a drunken cowboy on the run Leave all the heartaches behind I work and wait all week long For Friday's whiskey and wine For Friday's whiskey and wine So many women have longed for me But I've longed for some of the time I'll drown the misery with memories of me Dancing in the shadows at night